today, it's probably 60% tactical CDOs and 40% strategic CDOs. And I would say that over the next five years, you're going to see that number flip. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Data Masters podcast. My name is Nate Nelson. I'm sitting with Mark Marinelli, the head of product at Tamer. He's going to introduce the subject and the guest of today's show. The CDO role has evolved over the years. Once responsible for data governance and data security, companies increasingly want CDOs who are more business focused. Someone who not only saw that evolution, but experienced it firsthand is Mark Ramsey, who held the title of CDO when the role was very new. Mark served as a CDO twice in his 30-year career, and both times he was the first CDO at major companies. He was the chief data officer at Samsung Mobile, and then the chief data and analytics officer at GlaxoSmithKline. Now he's the managing partner at Ramsey International, a consulting company that helps businesses design data and analytics solutions. In today's episode, Mark shares his thoughts on the evolution of the CDO, as well as what it's like to be a company's first CDO, and if a company's reporting structure has a hand in that CDO's success. Let's listen in to Mark Ramsey. Hey, Mark, thanks for being here. So to start off with, you have three degrees in computer science. Why did working in data and analytics appeal to you over other areas of technology? Well, I think data is is really become the new oil of decision making within organizations, um, and so it's extremely and it has been extremely appealing to me over the last number of years of really helping companies determine how to use data as a strategic asset of the organization. Um, and so because of that reason, uh, it's really something that I've been passionate about and um, have really dedicated the most of my career to really working with organizations on how to you know, organize their information and really make it available for decision making. Now, the subject of our interview today is the CDO role, how it's changed over the years, how it changes between companies and so on. Mark, you became the CDO a number of years ago back when very few existed. What was it like in those early days? Did anything surprise you about the role at first? Well, I think I think the role of the chief data officer, when it was first established, um, it really identified that there was a gap on um, how data can be used in the organization to solve new and exciting problems. Um, if you think historically, you know, capturing data, organizing data, and making data available was really the role of the chief information officer within the organization. But that really focused on the operational aspects of the company. Um, there really was not a role that looked at data and determined how to use that information in a completely new way. And I think that's really what led to the role of the chief data officer. And I think one of the things that that really surprised me in the early days is um, this competition almost in an organization uh, between the chief information officer and the new role of the chief data officer as whose responsibility data really was within the organization. Um, and I think some of that was just um, because anytime you have a new role, it's it's sometimes confusing uh, within organizations of the purpose of the role. 
But I do think it took a number of years um, for chief data officers to really hit stride within organizations. Um, and I think also what, what was happening in the early days was that the original view of a chief data officer was was you could almost consider it as being a playing defense. And so it was trying to focus on data security, uh, data governance, data quality, a lot more tactical kinds of, of issues within the organization. Um, and I think as things progressed, the role really moved to be one of playing offense. And it's really looking at how data could be used as a strategic asset, looking how data could really drive additional value within an organization. So I think as soon as that that evolution happened, that also removed a lot of the confusion around really the need for a chief data officer within an organization. Right. Now, these days, we're sort of all in agreement that dealing with data the right way is important. Um, but back when you started, maybe it wasn't so obvious to everybody. Why did your first employer, Samsung, um, feel that they needed a CDO in the first place? How were they able to identify this need? I think whether it's Samsung or pretty much any organization, I think what I've seen is um, because data and analytics is such a hot topic um, and it's a boardroom topic. So senior executives within organizations are really trying to understand how they are using data and analytics. And if you if you go back a number of years ago, this was just when the concept of big data was really starting to be prevalent. So more and more organizations were talking about how they were using big data to completely change the way that their company operated. And you, and you have to keep in mind that in, the, in that period of time, we were also seeing the emergence of new information-based companies like an Uber or Amazon was starting to hit stride. Companies like Google were really hitting stride and, and continuing to have massive growth. Those organizations were really built around transforming an industry by using data as the, as the key driver. Um, and so it really introduced a lot of interesting discussion topics at the board level of how do we make sure that we're using data within our organization? Um, and in the case of an organization like Samsung, the the president of the U.S. operation um, had read Harvard Business Review studies and it really started seeing a lot more focus on organizations using data to improve their decision making. And in looking across the organization, there was really not a focus on how to consolidate the information and use it to drive decision making within the organization. And so that's really um, within Samsung, it was those senior executives that looked at it and said, look, we really need somebody to come into the organization and be the focal point for data and how we use data in a different way. Because up to that point, like most organizations, they were very fragmented. They had operational systems. Uh, they were capturing data in many places, but they really didn't have a dedicated focus on using data for changing the way that the business operated. And it was exactly the same situation uh, when I joined C uh, GSK, is that the president of the R&D part of the organization um, and his leadership really we're trying to understand how to transform 
designing and and developing new medicines um, and recognizing that data was a key component to that, and they really did not have a focus on how to use data um, in order to drive a lot of those decisions. So in both cases, it was it was really driven by the leadership recognizing that they had a gap. And a lot of that recognition came from the fact that there is so much um, uh, publication um, material and, and media focus around how organizations are really using some of these advanced technologies to drive out better decision making. And how defined was the role back then? Did the executive team around you have a good sense of what they wanted from the CDO role? Or was it more of an open-ended job? Well, I've had the opportunity to basically build the CDO role and organization for two major corporations. And in both cases, um, it was not well-defined. It was really around help us understand our data strategy and how to use data as a competitive weapon in the organization. Um, And it then really required starting from scratch Uh, bringing together um, people within the organization and then also supplementing that with with external resources to really create a strategy and then begin to execute on that strategy. So I would have to say that in both cases, the the role was in concept. They understood what they were trying to accomplish, but the role was really not well-defined. It was something that that um, that really needed to have structure around it and understanding kind of the marching orders, if you will, over kind of a 90, uh, 30, 60, 90, 120-day plan of really what the role would mean within the organization. So there may be folks listening to this who, in the course of their careers, have to make a jump similar to the one you're describing between industries or even just between jobs. What lessons did you take from your first CDO gig to your second? And what did you have to learn from scratch, you know, being an entirely different industry? Well, one of the things is, I mean, I've been fortunate to be able to move across the many, uh, across many different industries um, over my career. And I think one of the things when you go into a new industry it's extremely important to understand the terminology that is used within that industry because each industry has their lingo or their terminology. Um, it's not even just acronyms. It's actually the, the, the work that they're doing and the problems that they're trying to solve. And it's really trying to understand uh, that task at hand. Uh, what I would share with a lot of folks is that, you know, I'm – I'm not a scientist, um, but I'm very familiar with data and analytics and delivering data to make strategic decisions as quickly as possible. And so, you know, there's a a lot of the complexity around the data that I may not 100% understand, but when you reach a certain point in every industry, it becomes ones and zeros, right? It becomes the data that's stored in a system, it's analyzed in a system, and so forth. And so, I think the the, the challenge is really, like I said, understanding that customized language that happens in each industry. Um, and then one of the things organizationally um, is to have folks that are very deep in the actual industry 
and they also have an understanding of data um, and to really operate as what I would refer to them as translators, right? It's to translate the need of the business into the terminology that is applicable for those folks that are delivering a data and analytics solution. And I think that's the that's the learning is making sure that regardless of the industry is making sure that you have folks engaged that really do have a deep understanding of the business problems to be solved. Um, but you can also take individuals that have a very deep understanding of data and analytics and the, you know, the ability to architect solutions um, that solve these types of problems um, and then put those two together and really you end up with uh, something that's quite powerful. Um, I think sometimes people limit the folks that they bring into a data organization only to those who actually understand the problem set. And what I've seen over time is that that really does create a, a very significant limiting factor into the talent because you'll have a lot of folks who are very good at the architecture of building a large-scale data and analytics solution, but they 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 don't understand every industry. And I think it's really a, you know it's critically important to to manage the business understanding and the the technical understanding and create a team that together can deliver a powerful solution, but not try to create a team that that has both of those dimensions because it typically it's it's difficult if not impossible to find those resources all right so it sounds like no matter the industry or the job there are certain skills and environmental factors that make for an effective cdo now that you've been the cdo at different companies though i want to ask about the flip side um, at different companies in different industries are the cdo roles materially different or are they basically the same no matter where you are um, I think there's a there's a continuum, right? I mean, I think I'm not sure that the jobs vary by industry. I think the the need is the same. Um, I do think across organizations, they have a different perspective on the role of the CDO. And um, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I think there's there's sort of the strategic CDO that works directly with the senior executives in the organization, looking at ways to transform the organization and use data as a strategic asset. So change the way that decisions are made, um, change how things come together in the execution of the company. And and that is the category of a strategic CDO. Um, I think there's probably, from, from my experience, maybe 30 or 40 percent of those folks who um, are called CDOs fit in that category of a strategic CDO. And then right now, there's still a large percentage of the CDOs that are more what I would characterize as tactical CDOs that are focused on concerns like data security and governance. Um, And I'm not saying that those are not important um, areas of focus. It's just those are not transformational within the organization. Those are much more of the operational tactical um, uh, necessities, if you will, of the organization. Um, and so I think when you look across an organization, um, 
you know, whether it's a bank, whether they're, you know, a collection of banks or retail companies, I think what you'll find is that they're, the CDOs will gravitate to one of those two types of CDOs. And that is where the differences really lie and what the challenges are, what the areas of focus are. Um, it varies a lot between those two types of CDOs. Um, but when you then, if you have a strategic CDO in any industry, they will be focused on that that dimension of really trying to figure out how to use data as as much more impactful within the business. And you know, and the and the folks that are focused on the um, the more tactical will will traditionally be focused on uh, governance and and quality and security and those types of things. Um, so those, that's the areas, the two areas where I see the variance, not necessarily between industries. Have there been any major changes in the nature of the position that you've observed over time? Yeah, no, great question. I mean, I think, I think there have been some industries and some companies that have started with more of the tactical CDO role. And then once those challenges are, are handled, then they move into um, the, um, the strategic role of the CDO. Um, and actually, there's, a, there's an excellent paper that was written by a team of researchers out of MIT that's called the Cubic Framework of CDO. Um, and it it does a great job of kind of articulating these different dimensions and different characteristics of CDOs uh, based on their research. Um, and so I think, but and 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 it is an evolution where people do start in many cases in one aspect of the role and then evolve the role. And I have seen that happen, um, you know, over the years as well. I think initially a lot of the roles were. Uh, the the more tactical, especially within the banking industry, where there were challenges on data protection and data lineage, um, and um, and so a lot of the the chief data officers for banks initially focused on that protective, defense, tactical role. And now, if we fast forward five or six years. Um, Many of the banks now have the, the the chief data officer role that is focused on how to create more value out of the data and how to leverage data in very different ways across the organization. Now, in another interview we did for this podcast, I spoke with Randy Bean from New Vantage Partners, whose firm uh, every year does a study, which, among other things, tracks trends in the CDO role. Um he cited recent data that found that more often than not these days, uh, executives believe that the CDO should report to the executive board rather than themselves be on the board. Mark, what's your belief? How does this vibe with you? Does it matter who the CDO reports to? Um, it's always a popular topic, and I, and I know Randy and his team have done a great job um, over the last number of years with the, the New Vantage survey and really seeing the evolving role of the chief data officer. Um, I personally do think that it matters um, where in the organization the chief data officer reports. Um, and I think um, my, my kind of experience has been that um, where the role reports ultimately then determines the scope of the role and the impact of the role. Um, and, and so those chief data officers that report to a CIO, um, 
tend very much to be focused on the tactical role description that I mentioned earlier, whereas the the chief data officers that report to a business leader within the organization or that they're actually on the executive leadership team, um, they they have a different aspect and tend to be more of the strategic CDOs. Um, Now, I think the fine grain to that, whether someone reports to the chief operating officer or the chief marketing officer or the chief financial officer, or they're actually on the executive committee. I think there's, there's less data around that. Um, but I, you know, my, again, my personal opinion is to have the most impact in the organization um, and to truly be the chief data officer in the name. Um, they should be sitting at the table with the other executives helping to set the direction of the organization. Um, and just like marketing is a extremely critical part of most organizations, how data is used to drive the organization has now become on par with that level um, in the organization. So, you know, my personal view is that the chief data officer should be part of the executive team. Um, but I also, you know, caveat that with I have seen uh, chief data officers be successful reporting to business leaders that are on the executive team. Uh, But I think that also is another metric as to whether the CDO is truly a CDO um, um, in in execution or if it's just simply, you know, a fancy title. But for CDOs who want that seat at the table, what can they do to get there? That's a good question. I mean, I think, you know, I think many people aspire to be at the executive table and um, and it, just having the title chief data officer doesn't doesn't really earn you the right to sit at the executive table. I think what earns you the right to sit at the executive table is bringing um bringing characteristics and decision points and opportunities to those leaders that they recognize is going to change the way that the business operates, right? So if if you are able to create a vision around how data can be used to change the business and you're able to bring that to that executive level and 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 really, you know, there are many organizations where data is now the number one asset of the company. Um, and if you look at a lot of the information-based companies, they may not even need a chief data officer because the culture and the way the entire company is designed is around using data for decision making. Most organizations, that's not the case. And that's why the chief data officer is an extremely important role to help the chief marketing officer, the chief financial officer, the chief executive officer, all of those executive leaders, you know, understand and, you know, push on the way that data can change the way that the business operates. And if you're bringing that level of thinking um, forward, then you're earning the right to sit at the executive table. How do you see the CDO role evolving in the coming years? I think you will see, um, I mean, Gartner projects that 90% of the, the global organizations will have a chief data officer in place by the end of 2021. Um, I think the I think most organizations will have 
someone that they refer to as the chief data officer or the head of data or or some similar term. Um, I think the evolution in the future will be significantly increasing the percentage of strategic CDOs versus tactical CDOs. And I think today it's probably 60% tactical CDOs and 40% strategic CDOs. And I would say that over the next five years, you're going to see that number flip. Um, and really the chief data officer role be significantly impactful in the organization as a business driver, not as a technologist. So with the experience that you've earned, what can you pass along for others coming up in situations similar to yours? What are the key ways that CDOs can make an impact at their companies? I think the advice that I tend to give um, up-and-coming CDOs is to really make sure that they're spending at least 50% of their time focused on how data can be used to change the organization. Um, And what I mean by that is creating a new service line within the organization, you know, combining the internal data with external data to completely change the way that certain aspects of the business operate. And so it really needs to be a transformational role not an evolutionary role, right? I mean, it isn't, if they're measuring themselves on improving the data quality of the organization by 5% each year or improving the data governance scores within the organization or, um, you know, those kinds of things are not transformational and it really is not having the impact that is uh, a potential uh, for most organizations. And so that's that's the number one piece of advice that I give to folks that are new in the role or looking to move into the role of the chief data officer is really make sure that the majority of the time is focused on how data and analytics are used to to change the business and and make it something that's a step change, not just a a small, I mean, if you're doing something and it's a 10% cost savings of the organization, that's, that's, I guess, good for the organization. But if you can do something that accelerates the decision-making by 50%, um, or you can, you can completely change the way that a process works within the organization, that is something that really should be at the forefront of the chief data officer. So one last thing, I've been told that you developed a program using data and analytics in sports car racing. Could you talk for just a minute on the connection between data and racing and what data is important to improving race performance? Uh, Yeah, I mean, what's interesting is motorsports is probably one of the most data intensive sports. um, And, you know, some people may or may not understand this, but if you look at Formula One racing, which is the pinnacle of motorsports, um, each one of the cars uh, has thousands of sensors that is producing real-time data that is being analyzed and fed back to the driver to make adjustments to the car. Um, and so one of the things that really fascinated me about motorsports is there's Certainly, it's an exciting opportunity to to participate in in that kind of a of an environment. But the data aspect, where 
um, you know, if you it, fundamentally the the things that are very important in motorsports around data is um, the braking point. So when the when the car is getting ready to enter a, a turn, where the brake is applied, how much brake pressure is applied, and then what speed the car uh, makes the turn, and then when the gas is reapplied. So just some basic brake on, how much brake, um, the speed through the turn, and then the applying the gas and and how fast the gas is applied and the speed exiting the turn. And so those data points are things that are tracked, and then um, you're able to actually compare one driver's performance to another driver's performance. And the way to improve is to understand that, you know, when you're, when you go out in the car and you're going to turn a lap um, the next time is each turn you're analyzing that braking point, braking pressure, corner speed, gas ap application, and, and exit speed. And the real goal is to try to, um, you know, match that of a very, you know, high-speed driver. Um, and so uh, the thing that, that really drew me to um, into motorsports was um, – was this aspect of really using data and analytics to improve the decision making of the driver and continually get faster based on all of these different aspects and and then trying to rationalize that data down into something that's consumable um, and again it's back to decision making right it's making decisions based on having data that is um, really providing insight into how to improve uh, much like a business and um, and the, I guess the difference with motorsports is that it all happens in a split second. It's all real time. Um, it's it's your consumption and processing of the data has to happen at a at a much higher rate than than most businesses. Uh, but there's very there's a lot of similarities and many of the same technologies that can be used to really um, execute and make better decisions within a business can be used to do the same thing within motorsports. That was my interview with Mark Ramsey. I'm back now with Mark Marinelli. Mark, what do you take away from that conversation? I think a key point here is how Mark presents the proactive strategic CDO as the next phase in the evolution of the role. Um, these are CDOs who don't just know how to use data to solve big business problems. They're on the hook to make it happen. So they're constantly looking for new opportunities beyond the steady, unending stream of projects um, you know, that's always coming at them. There may always be a place for a more tactical CDO, but like Mark said, data is becoming the number one asset at companies. So thinking creatively and innovating with new data applications is the hallmark of a truly successful CDO. And I think that's applicable to CEOs who are just starting their careers, as well as those who are more seasoned and still trying to figure out how to get a seat at that executive table. That'll just about do it then. Thanks to Mark Ramsey for speaking with me, and thank you, Mark Marinelli, for speaking with me. This has been the Data Masters podcast from Tamer. Thanks for listening. <laughs>